Hello everyone, this is Gabe Gottesman from 88.9 The Bridge with Principal Kelly's Corner, the weekly show with conversation and updates from the principal of Mercer Island High School, Mr. Walter Kelly. This week we enter second semester and after kind of an unusual finals week, uh, we will discuss some current events at the high school, like the shortened week that we had this week and the COVID rates at the moment that are going down, which is great to see and we'll discuss that more principal kelly thank you for joining me once again this week always a pleasure gabe thanks and this is the uh this is the first time where um the morning show for 889 the bridge is starting on tuesday and so that's going to be this is going to be a featured segment every uh every morning on tuesday from 7 to 8 a.m you'll be able to hear you know a, a special clip that i think i'll pull every week and that'll be exciting so it's just the success keeps on rolling Like a in. weekly greatest hits yeah. at KMIH. <laughs> exactly. That's that's a great way to put it. All right. So let's start off um, with the current COVID trends because the last few um, interviews between you and I have mostly been about that. At the beginning, our first few episodes didn't really discuss that, but then Omicron came in. And of course, there's been a huge emphasis on it. So how has the school um, done in recent weeks? Because I know just based on how my teachers are saying, they're like, oh, I used to have so many kids and now it's going down just a little bit. Um, so maybe we're on the downward trend now. So this, first, yeah, at some point, hopefully uh, I won't be the COVID principal, right? We, <laughs> we can actually just move forward. Um, the first week we were back, we had 131 student cases that came in. The second week we were back in January, we had 61. We had uh, somewhere in the low 20s the third week, um, and then this week is at least about 10.30 this morning. I think we're at 18 for this wow. week. So, you know, the first part is it looks pretty obvious is people traveled during the time of Omicron and people returned and, uh, you know, were more socially engaged possibly during that break, uh, that there was a pretty significant spread. Uh, it also gives me some hope that what we did as a school and what people have done with vaccinations and masking and doing some smart things uh, to be careful that it allowed us to keep school going without this being the place where COVID was spread. Um, so those numbers show that we're doing some right things. It also shows that we're possibly through as a community, the worst of this surge. And we're hoping that, uh, we have a little relief coming forward. Yeah. So, um, speaking of the, the crazy last few weeks, it's been last week was finals week. And I know you told the students just, you know, stay calm. It doesn't, doesn't mean everything finals, but um, we're through it now. Um, looking back, if you want to say anything, I know you said that you wanted to congratulate the students for getting through it. Um, and then also just talk a little bit about how this week we had some early releases on Thursday and Friday, and there was a reason behind that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you guys have done it. Uh, so for the great majority of the year finished with finals, I'm done. I, I congratulations. Year. Congratulations. <laughs> you, have they turned out okay for you? Yeah. Good. You know, okay. So, so far so good probably. on your front. Well, I hope that's true with with everybody. I know it can't be true with everybody every time. Uh, but I do believe in talking with teachers and talking with students leaving that, uh, people were prepared for what they did. I think that students put the time in, I think that teachers had made sure that they're um, assessments or their, their finals were aligned with what they had taught in the year. Um, and, and I think all of our hope is that it was a temporary anxiety, which is normal right. and was alleviated by getting through it successfully for the most part. Uh, so what we did was we did not want to move the semester or eliminate finals. And there's several reasons for that. Uh, one, we do have a great reporting period, uh, 
but the but the bigger part is we have students that also were trying to bring up their grades for finals and teachers need that information to know what really uh, what's the level of understanding students have and we did finals also because there's some value in putting that information together and learning to compartmentalize that we just wanted to make sure we had enough flexibility because of the immediate impact of omicron so after we had regular finals week we basically as most people know by now we've just gone through two days of early release from a formal schedule and time for students and teachers to reconnect to try to complete all the work that they had for the semester. Uh, teachers now have till February 4th to finalize those grades. So it does allow for a few students or, or you know, people who, who need to work those things out, gives a couple more days to do that on a one-on-one basis. And so our goal is uh, through the next few days, uh, you know, the great, great, great majority of our students are able to say goodbye to the first semester, hopefully successfully. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I know for the people that don't that didn't have um, to make up any finals, it was nice to get an early release. And also, I had a few um, friends in my classes that said it was nice. Um, they missed pretty much all finals week, and they were doing one on Thursday, one on Friday. So that was uh, definitely very helpful. Uh, and now, like you mentioned, we are moving forward looking to second semester. Um, I wonder just if you have any general, I don't want to say goals, but just any mindset um, on what you want to say to the students or um, any strategies going forward for the next semester? I started to see around Thanksgiving, this place started to feel kind of normal. Yeah. Uh, and by normal, as normal as a great high school gets. But people were talking. It felt more social. Uh, it seemed like the school was coming back alive uh, during that time in late November, early December. Uh, I'm optimistic right now that we're going to return to that and it's even going to keep going forward. Uh, if we're able to get through this surge successfully and keep our, you know, keep doing what's smart and right to be safe, uh, the hope is that in February we really start to open up and do things again. I would love to see uh, more of the extracurricular pieces take hold. I'd love to see us be able to offer full attendance or 75% attendance at least uh, for all the games. I would love to see field trips start again. I would love to see us have uh, a Tolo dance. I would love to see all those things happen. And right now, it looks like we may be heading in that direction. So I'm optimistic. So what are my hopes? My hope is that every graduating senior has a great spring and has an opportunity to really celebrate their time here. My hope is that we're able to balance for um, sophomores and juniors in particular, that they see the social and engaging and fun side of school that makes the hard work worth it. Right. And I hope for freshmen, you're able to kind of take those lessons learned for the first semester and really put them to play and get to know our traditions of school because in a few years, it's gonna be their school. Right. So that's my hope is that we get to really be Mercer Island High School again. And one thing I am looking forward to is in the spring, it go, the winter obviously it's, it's basketball, gymnastics, more the indoor sports because it's colder and now maybe moving back in the spring attendance will do you think it'll be able to go uh, a little bit higher for the spring sports because it'll be outside yeah so certainly the restrictions for doh are, are more and wia are more lenient for outdoor right. events and uh for indoor events while there are fewer them in the spring um, we really do hope that we're able to get up to working toward close to capacity if not capacity Again, we may be still wearing masks. We may be doing a few things that are a little inconvenient, but that we get to really engage in all those activity sports um, and extracurriculars would be wonderful. And that's my hope. And uh, one last thing I wanted to bring up with you is Thursday after school, um, I know 
the uh, the unified sports basketball game um, is going on, and uh, that is really an exciting time. I've been there for the past few years. Everyone kind of shows up, and it's uh, really fun uh, to see the the members of unified sports to play together. Do you have any thoughts on that? Any is this gonna, you know, this is going to be the first one you get to go to? You just beat me to it. Yeah. Uh, I cannot wait. Uh, there are deep, true friendships and celebrations that take place in a moment that brings our community together such as that. And I think you guys are covering it, right? Yeah. I thought you'd never ask. 889 so, The Bridge After School on Thursday. So I look forward to being there and and then maybe listening to it, uh, listening to the coverage replayed yep. or, or maybe I'll have my uh, headphones in while I'm cheering. Uh, but yeah, please show up, be there, be a part of this. This may be a first, this may be one of the early opportunities to really be present in the community and celebrate celebrate ourselves and what we do. And I and I was there for the football game and the basketball game the past few years and it's it's a really really cool experience. Everyone gets really excited. So definitely not something you want to miss. This is a perfect segue to speaking of sports. And I know we talked about it last week a little bit. I might need to get a Super Bowl prediction out of you. We've got the AFC and NFC Championship games. 49ers uh, going to Los Angeles to play the Rams and then of course the Bengals playing the Chiefs. After one of the greatest weekends in, in NFL history, we now are left with these teams. Give me your thoughts. Wow. Well, you're better than me, and you know more than me on this game because you, you were calling out you know, early on how much you th- how well you thought the Bengals could do this year. Uh, you called out Buffalo early on. I remember that as well. Uh, I'm still reeling a little bit from the Cowboys, not <laughs> quite performing up to where I hoped they would. Uh, I was I was surprised with uh, San Francisco's uh, defeat of Green Bay, yeah, mostly because it was in Green Bay, and that that became a defensive struggle, and they never let Green Bay Green Bay break through uh, during that time. And you know, Aaron Rodgers has done this before. Yeah, I so I I am impressed with the Rams. I'm really impressed with number one uh, that th- their line of scrimmage on both sides is incredible. Uh, secondly. Uh, what else do you say about Cooper Cup? Like yeah. that guy can can turn on a dime, um, and and Matt Stafford is explosive. I mean, he is one of the more accurate passers uh, in the league. He takes some chances. Uh, I think they're playing really well, so I'm going to favor them, and I can't help but favor the Chiefs as well. Mahomes came through in just what was an <laughs> ep. I mean, God, that was a great game. So good. Um, and Josh Allen played amazingly well too. And, you know, the difference maker to me, I don't know about you, but it's Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that one, he can get some cheap plays, you know. In a, in a championship game, sometimes you can throw a screen pass to him and he goes 75 yards for a touchdown. And that's what you need sometimes in these close games. I like the Bengals plus six and a half uh, with the spread. With the spread, I can, but I, 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 do that. I think I, I like the Chiefs at home, but I think it's closer. The NFC championship I'm really excited for because both of these teams, what, in the past three years um, – have lost in the Super Bowl. So they're both, you know, hungry to get back into it. So I think it's going to be a really good game. And I like the Rams. I think the a lot of the San Francisco 49ers, their X factor is Debo Samuel, the wide receiver running back. Right. Um, and I think they, they try to hand the ball off to him inside. I think Aaron Donald can um, really control the line of scrimmage, like you mentioned. And also, Matthew Stafford, when you blow a 27 to 3 lead and then come back with 30 seconds left and go 80 <laughs> yards down the field that shows you don't even you have more than short term memory loss you don't even have a memory in the first place that you can just just go so quickly uh, and and change the momentum i f- i find it hard to believe that san francisco will 
while they've been great against the run, will control the line of scrimmage against the Rams. And I think that the Rams' potential to score points is greater. Um, and the Chiefs, I mean, Tyreek Hill, I, I could not believe some of his plays. You watch his turnover of those, le- how fast yeah. that guy really is against other really fast human beings. I know that he makes them look slow and they're running four threes. So yeah, blew me away. His performance just highlighted. I remember watching the Super Bowl two years ago when they won and you just watched the speed with which the, the chiefs operated and ran their offense. And then, you know, bam, it's like, you know, cherry on top with him, yeah. with him once he catches it. Yeah. So, I mean, if that, so chiefs Rams, chiefs Rams, and then, We'll pick a winner next. We'll pick a winner this right. week and next week. So, All right, fair so enough. Chiefs Rams. Do you do you have a winner for that? On the Chiefs Rams? Yeah. Why do I have to call if you don't have to call it right now? Okay. I'll, oh, wow. I'll right, here, take. Okay. All right. I'll tell you what. Let's let's uh, cha- challenge for next week. Here we go. Ready? Uh, Good natured bet. We will see who's in the Super Bowl, and then from there, and we'll we'll figure out we'll figure out a wager that would be appropriate and for the mutual <laughs> benefit of the school. Would that right. be good? That sounds perfect. All right, cool. We'll figure something out. All right. So, I mean, if this doesn't show you how the, the you know the the momentum of the school itself is turning, instead of spending twenty five minutes talking about COVID only, we get to talk <laughs> about some football too. So it's always a good time. I'm talking with you, Principal Kelly. To close it out, you did some. Tracy Chapman research for about 10 minutes before this. The song of the week, it goes on after the show um, for the the people at home in the MI community to listen to. Uh, You always make me choose one, and I'm going to have to give you two once again. I know, I cheat uh, in this this regard. So, uh, two things. First, what, fifth year anniversary of coming on on 88.9, the bridge officially coming up, uh, beginning of this next week. We also, the beginning of Black History Month. I want to challenge everybody to go beyond appreciation and awareness to an ongoing engagement, what we do to make this this world and the school a great and inclusive place. Uh, on the first front, I want to celebrate radio with, I'm going to go with Mexican radio by Walla Voodoo. Um, and then to just acknowledge the great contributions of black artists in our world, Tracy Chapman telling stories. It's one of a, it's not a huge hit. It's a, you know, probably 25-year-old song. I think it's just a really touching, beautifully written song. Those are two great selections there. Make sure you listen to both of those. And Principal Kelly, thank you for joining me. I can't wait for next week. We'll discuss um, Black History Month and um, any new developments at the school. That's what we're here for. So I really appreciate you you coming on again. And send Gabe questions that you want for us yeah. to discuss. Um, we, we have a great time with this. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you.